you tell this to me. It, this has helped me so much. This has been like a guiding principle that I've like latched onto. You told me like, are were you honest? Were you honest? And so that is, I keep coming back to that. So, and you know, and there's always the like, how much honesty to some has someone earned? Like how how much do you have? tell them and let them in that's personal and like when do you tell things and like you're always there's always going to be like oh you mean like when I said like did you lie yeah okay yeah, oh maybe you like, said it the other way you did didn't you say lie? what you want to see did you lie yeah so that to me is like okay you know you if you're if you're being honest with people if you're if you're telling the truth then they can they may choose to misunderstand that True, and so right. yeah. people are in fact choosing to willfully misunderstand exactly. you. So you can't convince them. But even people who innocently misunderstand you, it's like, well, I, I tried, you know, maybe yeah. I didn't communicate perfectly or maybe I didn't say things as soon as I should have or whatever, but you know, did I lie? Was I honest? And, and then you just have to, move on from that I think because yeah because it's like to what degree do you have to chase everybody down at some right. point it's like if they're offended they can always follow up and go did I hear you right yeah or am I yeah. getting this right or are you really right. this blah 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 yeah so yeah. and people do we all do we hear hear what we want to hear we interpret it through a lens that is you know has a lot there's a lot that we of things and you know, the thing is see. you can lie you can lie, right? But it's like when you when someone comes to you and they want to make you feel guilty about something that you did, right? Right. right. It's in that situation where you can go, but did I lie? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. When you feel unsafe. Yes. Or when you when feel I, like somebody mm-hmm. is, is breaching boundaries. Yes. You know, you do I'm not owe that. everybody the truth. No, like if someone's you know. making you uncomfortable, tell them. Mm-hmm. Tell them you got arrested and you've been in prison for murder. <laughs> because people use that. If you are – and I am, like, an honest person. I I don't like lying. It doesn't feel good to me. I really – I don't like it. But people will use that, especially family, to ask intrusive questions to the point where if you don't answer, they're going to say, well, now I know what that means. You know, if you're like, I'm not going to answer that, they're like, now I know what that means. So either you need to practice frequently not answering those questions, even if you could answer them in a favorable manner, like even if you could tell that person what they want to hear, don't answer that intrusive question. It's none of their goddamn business. Right. So either, yeah, you either have to, but when you first start doing that, you realize if I don't answer this question, then I've already answered this question. So, you know, if with my family, I've started not lying, but just like shutting down the questions or sometimes I have probably lied, but when just when I felt like it was getting intrusive and I was like, you don't, I do not owe you this information. Um, and yeah, or then other people where you're like, I don't owe you this information yet. So, um, and usually it's just more like, well, I'm not going to share all the, all of the information that I could share because you have not earned that much. I don't know who's saying to you, I know my answer, but if somebody says it, that person is up. Oh, well, yeah. Family. (laughs) follow us on twitter 
at shwives to stay up to date on our episode releases and eventually some shitty Pastor's Wives merch to get even more involved in our no-bullshit community. Send us an email at shtypw at gmail.com and definitely subscribe. Or don't. But if you don't, that sucks. Thanks. That's a weird thing to say to somebody. Like if you, I know your. If you answer. don't answer this. I know my answer. That's that's f-ed up. That's really yeah. manipulative. People uh, people said that to my spouse a lot. Like they were asking him stupid questions about politics, and he said, "I'm not going to answer." And they're like, "Well, then that's an answer." I mean, like people say that. I think church, that church family, all kinds of people. That's really that's a manipulative yeah. game right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're you are violating someone's space by asking intrusive questions. The kind of situation that I really hate is when you're in a in a religious environment or at church or whatever, mm-hmm. and people ask questions that are none of their f-ing business. Yeah, and you have to answer. Mm-hmm. You got to tell the truth. Yeah, not I'm not saying that like me now. I'm saying like right. in that. Yes. Like let's just say uh, you're your husband's boss or your pastor or someone on staff asks the question, "Well, why didn't you do this? Or why can't you do this? Or why blah blah blah?" And yeah. You can't lie because they're going to what? Find out the truth and they'll be like, oh, they lied to me. Right. That shit right there. <laughs> so yeah. unhealthy because in that context, the way it's set up, they have every right to ask you in that. It's so culty. Right. They have every right to ask you intrusive, inappropriate yep. questions that are none of their damn business <laughs> and you have to answer it or they'll yeah. find out. And they'll fire you or they'll yeah. do some accountability bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it makes me twitch. It makes I me think it literally hurts my stomach. I hate it. Make, yeah. And what makes it so awful, and this is what I struggle with, it, and it kind of relates to the whole like men being like hitting on you. It's like your no is not valid. So like you can't, if someone's like, can, can you do this? You can't just say, no, I can't. Or do you want to, do you want to, can I have your number? No, you can't. And that's it. You don't need to give them an explanation. You don't need to tell them why. And it's the exact, it's almost the exact same situation as like a person in ministry asking you to do something and a dude like hitting on you. Yeah. Like you, it's the same. You're like, yep. no, I don't, no, I don't want to. Well, my no is not valid. No. And my no is not enough. So if someone says, hey, can you do children's ministry? You have to have wow, a valid so reason. True. Why you cannot do it? Oh, I can't because blah, blah, blah. And if you lie and they catch you, then you're li- right. Same thing with the dude. Just saying no isn't enough. He's going to be angry and your no is not acceptable. He's going to try to push right over that. So you have to say, no, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. No, I really want to do your children's ministry. Oh, gosh, because I wish I could, but I can't because I have this other obligation. I just really feel like the Lord is, is calling me to focus on my home right now. Or... <laughs> you can always pull that shit. That's oh, that's one good thing. But like about being like, oh, my kids. But I just what I'm learning. And so I think, too, like I like, again, I don't it's sometimes we we can lie to protect ourselves because people are being intrusive but what i want to get to the point where i no longer feel like i need to do that and like you said i don't need to explain myself i do not i can just say no and that is the end that is one of your best analogies hands down that church culture is like a fuck boy (laughs) like like can i have your number no and then you know under his breath he's gonna try to go 
what a bitch. Bitch. Because why? <laughs> because you're entitled to my phone number. You're yeah. entitled to me being kind and letting you down easy and not making yep. you feel rejected feel or bad. hurting your ego or embarrassed yeah. or whatever. Because the church is entitled to your life and your mm-hmm. service and your free time, especially yep. if you're a woman, because that's what you're called to do. Yeah. And like, it's just, it was such a good, that's such a good analogy. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's it really is. disgusting. So, but think about that real quick though, as a sidebar, do you think it's just for both pastor's wives, pastor's kids? Yep. I feel like in my experience that relates almost mostly or exclusively to like pastoral staff spouses. Like, I don't know that right. I've seen like people that are just nope. congregants, like they can say no. Cause yeah. we had, we had like no help. <laughs> we had right. no volunteers or the same volunteers for like 20 million years. Yeah. So there was all kinds of no going on from the congregants. So let's not get it twisted sure. here. Cause I feel like people listening go, well, I say no all the time. Well, that's because it's a little different. That's because the spouses it- are being treated like shit because they can't say right. no. And it's not even just like, Oh, you get shit for saying no. It's like, there's yeah. something wrong with you. Like you're not even fit to be leading. If you say no, like yeah. you have a character issue for saying no. Right. Like I, I think I told you I got, Reamed That's for not what I'm referring my, to. Yeah, not taking my kids to Awana. Like that was a major flaw that got brought up in a business meeting that I didn't take my kids to Awana. Like later after the fact, right? Like after what, the much fact, much like, later, it was thrown up in your face. Yeah, like a year later, and I was like, uh, I was having a nervous breakdown every Wednesday night and like crying and like not able to like function. But sure. But like you asking. had to say that. Like you had to tell yeah. them that. Like it wasn't just like, yeah. fucking I didn't want to do Wana. Fuck you. Yeah. Who cares? Like, right. But it was like, no, I was yeah. having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And they were still like, hey, you still should have yeah. maybe showed up. And I, I never did tell I'm them like, that. Because it was high it was, on my fucking tramadol. I should have showed yeah. up and yeah. <laughs> helped the kids with Awana with their Bible verses. Yeah. Is that what you it wanted? Was, yeah. Like don't consider the fact that like at that point, we were, I, I had been parenting alone every single night of the week because my spouse was gone doing ministry things. And also and, having a job. Yeah. Aside and this from is, that. Right. And this is a mid, yeah, he, he worked. So I literally would not see him like get up in the morning, wouldn't see him talk to you the kids. You were basically were in bed. a single parent. I was. And then Wednesday nights, I'm supposed to get everybody out of the house. And then I have to do that all by myself. So again, I have like a whole bunch of kids. So they're all running around the church and I have to, corral them and then and then it's like I wanted to even get done till 8 30 they usually went to bed at eight so yeah. we were talking about a whole full hour and a half past their normal bedtime that I would then have to take them because he was doing youth group so I'd have to take them put them to bed again on my own I just couldn't do it and yeah no it was and then the fact that I was could have seen yeah and I that, was experiencing a huge tra- task the trauma too of having experienced abuse one of my children was abused. And so anytime they were at church, I was like being re-traumatized by, and like, if they, if any of them were out of my sight. So this was after that, that they wanted you to do a wanna? They didn't know. I mean, not every, most people didn't know about it. So, which is a whole nother thing, but like, yeah, so I was, I was being, I was literally now I realize I was experiencing PTSD because if one of my, I would lose sight of one of my children, I would start to panic. And then 
but at the same time, I'm expected, I'm expected to go and connect to people. So I'm like, and you know, that's kind of who I am. So like I would go and I'd be talking to someone and they would be sharing something with me and I would be connecting with them and trying to like be on and be ministering to them. Well, at the same time, then one of my kids would disappear and I would panic. And that happened two, two times, two times a week for probably six, seven years, eight years Gosh. after the abuse occurred. So yeah. And they, obviously they weren't taking proper precautions to ensure that, that kind of thing didn't happen. And so I was, and I felt responsible for that, like, because I didn't force them to follow the, the precautions that they said they were going to follow. I felt like I was the only one who cared. Everyone else had forgotten about it. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, this is like a huge, that's like a huge thing that they did to you. That's enormous. Yeah. yeah. But I knew that all of the Awana people like hated me and were like mad at me for not bringing my kids to Awana. Like I could tell, like they would give me dirty looks and they would like. I know I'd say this a lot, but like this is one of those things where like if you step back out of context and think of that as it just like more in like a, in sciencey terms of like a people group. Yeah. Can you ever, I cannot imagine a group of people being pissed off at someone, like hurt, like pissed yeah. off in a controlling hurt way that they wouldn't bring their kids to like, let's just pretend it's not church, like a community right. weekly event. Right. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Can you ever imagine yourself being pissed off at somebody yeah. for not bringing their children to something that you teach? It doesn't. Yeah. But that's the expectation that if you're the pastor, you are there for every time the doors are open. Like to the point yeah. where they're mad. Like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, me, anytime a parent didn't bring their kid to something I was teaching, I was like, bless the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I keep them home. I know I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Less kids, more was, happy. Yeah. And my kids hated it. And so, and, and I hated the program as well. I mean, it was partly, I, I hated it. Like it was awful and I didn't like it. And it took, it wasn't just the program. It took, I, I remember talking to other mothers who were almost in tears because they couldn't get their kids to memorize the verses and their kids were struggling and they were falling behind. And this was, it was one of the most stressful experiences in their life. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So it wasn't just not bringing them. It was not doing all of this work during the week. And it's like, you're already helping your kids with schoolwork and you're doing all these things. And then you have to, so if I did bring my kids, I felt guilty because they were lost and behind and they didn't know the verses. And it's and so and they felt stupid. Right? Yeah. They didn't get the rewards. Everybody else is getting candy and they were getting the kids candy. Stand and, up and say, like for people who don't know what it is, they all stand up and have to say, yeah the verses and, and then they get a pin, right? It's like a pin or yeah. Jewels and yeah. And so it's very performance. And if you don't say it, you don't get, yeah, it's not like a participation award. Like if you don't get it, you no. don't, you don't answer whatever so, the hell it is. Yeah. So I felt guilty because I felt like I was humiliating my kids. They hated it. And it was my fault because I wasn't forcing them to do it at home. So I was a bad mom. I just had so much bad mom guilt for taking them. And, made, and putting them through that when I wasn't, like, helping them do the verses. So, finally, I just quit and everyone was happier except for, you know, the people. <laughs> but anyway. That's, yeah, that's fun. Some stuff from the past.
<laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, I. <laughs> I needed to break. I I have an obsession oh, okay. with ice. Ooh. And I had to break uh, a ba like ice inside of a bag of ice, and there's like a tea kettle. So I used the tea kettle to break the ice. Anyway. Gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah, I mean, that's, I'm not trying to like harp on this or like, God knows, I wouldn't want to make anything worse than it already is. But like, if there's any, if there's any affirming, not that you need affirming, but if there's any affirming, like, that's horrendous, Jenny. Like that's. Yeah. It really helps to be able to talk about it, to be honest. Like, I, I mean, I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but like when I say it out loud and I definitely had a therapist that helped me realize like, yes, you do have PTSD and like, this is why, because you kept re-experiencing this trauma over and over and over again. And I don't want to sound like um, an idiot, but like someone who has, uh, it's going to sound stupid, but somebody who has a lot of children already is, um, probably dealing with like a lot of juggling of their own identity and like yes. how well they're doing and how they're affecting these other humans. Like there's so much yeah. psychological battle already happening, yeah. which I know yeah. is part of it. It's not like some unnatural thing, but you want to be right. a good mom. And so yeah. there's already that happening and there's, and so anything at all added to that, right? anything, it's like, and then on top of it, that it's like a lot added to it right. an extreme amount of inappropriate pressure right and in the name of religion too yeah so it's like of course you want your kids to feel like not spiritual failures that's like right. the biggest thing you want for your kid when you're in a religious environment is to right. feel like a connection and, a, and, a, and an ease and a gentleness with god right not like a performance pressure and yeah. like there's so yeah, many so, layers to what they put you through. It's just yeah, like, and I God, yeah, I legitimately, like, I legitimately hated Awana for all those reasons because it was so, so legalistic and performative. And then you get these rewards of so moralistic, right? Yes. And, and there was, and so I think that obviously they looked at that and that was their mindset. They were legalistic and moralistic. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that was, and so I think they took it as like a personal judgment against them because they, because I didn't like the program and I didn't make that a huge secret. I didn't tell them to, I wasn't like, you know, complaining to them, but like people, I didn't love it. So. But on top of the fact that, that then later on they went back and said, well, because you didn't, you're like in a time in my life when I was like intimately struggling, you're going to point back to something that's none of your business and, and hold me accountable. Like, Oh, it's just, yeah. And actually I take it back. Cause those people <sighs> did, they did know what had happened, but it was funny. Cause the way they brought it up though, is that my husband was going to be in charge of some of those ministries. And he had like a whole new vision for like what to do with the children's ministries and totally revamp it. And, and so their question was, well, are your, you know, are your kids going to participate? What if Jenny decides she doesn't want to bring them or whatever? So it was literally like, yeah, right. But it was like, oh, you know, you didn't want to do it. You, Your kids didn't do it when we were leading it. Why should we have our kids when you're leading it? I mean, I think that was their like, whatever. Well, when but. you guys have, you know, six, seven kids or whatever and are pastoring it, you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. it's not all is fair and equal. Like, no, no. And you have two jobs and are leading a bunch of yeah. 
for a church. Or maybe, like, could someone have said, like, what, are you okay? Do you need right. help? Like, why are you not coming? Are you not yeah. coming because you just don't like it? Or are you yeah. not coming because it's hard? And Imagine then I would that. explain. Do you need help? Yeah. So, basically, like, no one can help me with bedtime. Like, it just wasn't working for me. It was too late. Yeah. And then it ruined the next day. The next morning was horrible. And yeah. they were tired and cranky. Like, it just, why can't I just say, like, this doesn't work for me? My kids are too young. It's too late and it's the middle of the week, I can't do it. If you know. the church could acknowledge things like, um, this isn't sarcasm. I'm being serious, like sincere. Yeah. If the church could acknowledge things like, um, like I, I mean not just acknowledge, really prioritize science and nature of like motherhood and, and, and really try to understand, like I really think there should be a rule of whenever a mother is in this like, um, stage, like whenever her right. kids are this age or, or this ma- or whatever, like, like really kind of look into science mm-hmm. or nature and, and, and say whenever she's in this like part of mothering. Yes. Like this is the, the expectation is nothing. The expectation is that we lean into her. We help her. We bring her, we come to her. We like, does she need church? Like, yeah. should we like, bring her help should like it's almost like the ministry then should like leave the building and come to her or like but the last thing you should ever expect is for her to like be giving out more to like yeah. leaving her home it's doing like, all these things so anti it's so counter natural right. yeah and it's just and- not at all what god intended at all as opposed to like um <laughs> we'll just We'll bring you a couple of meals after the baby, and then then and off also, you go. And also, look at what you didn't do for us. Yeah, it oh, really I'm is. And sorry, we couldn't even get like that's the did thing about women's ministry. You want a team ministry. to suck on because I only have two. <laughs> yeah, I thought they're both <laughs> currently occupied. <laughs> Getting lost. The thing, yeah, and then that's what I remember the whole discussion about women's ministry, and the biggest problem was childcare. Because men didn't need to worry about childcare when they did their ministries, but women's ministry always had childcare, and nobody wanted to do the <laughs> childcare. Such a telling. Men so, don't have to worry about childcare, no, but they women don't have do. children. Isn't that like, so funny? Wow. Men can do their ministry Great whenever point. the fuck they want, but women every the biggest the biggest roadblock for getting a women's ministry going was always childcare. Because because guess what. Men can't do childcare, so it was always like, "Well, what women can watch the kids while the other women are doing the ministry?" Mm-hmm. Well, it's always the same women, so those women mm-hmm. never got to be in anything because they right. were the ones. Or, or that was then. Can we exploit the college and the high school kids by getting them to babysit for free? Mm-hmm. That was always our job. Our job was to round up all of the college and high school kids for them to exploit. I can relate. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Because men don't watch their own. It's always like, oh yeah, Susan and the kids are at the church thing. I'm home alone tonight. Guys night. Yeah. Whenever it's like, oh, he's at a men's thing. I've got the kids tonight. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs>